Let us be attentive. Sing praises to God. Sing praises, all ye people. Sing praises unto God, all ye nations. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, before faith came, we were confined under the law, kept under restraint until faith should be revealed, so that the law was our custodian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian, for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, there is neither male nor female, but you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no better than a slave, though he is the owner of all the estate. But he is under guardians and trustees until the date set by the father. So with us, when we were children, we were slaves to the elemental spirits of the universe. But when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Peace be to you, the reader. hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, a ruler came to Jesus and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these I observed from my youth. And when Jesus heard it, he said to him, One thing you still lack. 
Sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. Jesus, looking at him, said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, Then who then can be saved? But he said, Whatever is impossible with man is possible with God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Russian Revolution began with violent street fighting. And the French Revolution began with the storming of a fortress. But the American Revolution began with the issuance of a document, the Declaration of Independence. And we revere that that document today. We even remember each year the date of its issuance. But I want to suggest this morning that there is another document that, as revered as the Declaration of Independence might be, is superior to it in the freedom that it gives us. This document was written some two millennial ago, two millennial ago to a small group of Christians in eastern Turkey by an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking of St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, a document that heralds the greatest freedom imaginable for human beings. For freedom, St. Paul said, Christ has set you free. This is a freedom beyond even the political, social, and economic freedom promised by our founding fathers. Now, as Christians, perhaps we have come to take for granted this revolutionary doctrine of freedom as issued by St. Paul. Perhaps we think, oh yes, He's speaking of 
the wonderful and glorious freedom from sin and death. And indeed he is. But to stop there in understanding St. Paul's proclamation of freedom, we aren't revolutionary enough. We aren't bold enough. We aren't radical enough because St. Paul's declaration of freedom goes well beyond freedom from sin and death. He tells the Galatians that Christ has freed you from all the elemental spirits of this world. All those misguided, false, idolatrous, corrupt, and destructive forces under which we live. Sometimes, St. Paul calls that the flesh. But when he says the flesh, he doesn't mean the body as opposed to the spirit. He means the body and the spirit when subjected to these elements of corruption that are in the world. The flesh is a realm, and it's a realm that is opposed to the realm of God, his kingdom. But Paul tells us Christ has freed us from this realm. He has freed us from unimaginable suffering. Think of what the works of the flesh are, as he describes. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. St. Paul has issued a declaration of freedom through Christ from all these elements of the world, of the flesh. It's the most radical freedom that can be imagined for human beings. We shouldn't take it for granted. We shouldn't deny the extent of Paul's clarion call to freedom in Christ. But not only is it radical in the extent of its freedom, it's radical not only in its ways of freedom, it's also radical in its means to that freedom. Father Thomas Hopko used to say that when God reconciles himself to the world, we will be in awe not only at the glory of what he's done, but we will be astonished by the way in which he does it. Now, the first way we might think 
using common sense in our own fleshly mind. Well, we are delivered to this freedom in Christ through rules and regulations. What the Old Testament calls the law or the Torah. After all, that's what controls our behavior, doesn't it? The rules and the regulations. That's what hems us in from sin and its consequences. And after all, if we didn't have the law to guide us, we would have anarchy. It's the first thing that came to mind in our Saturday morning Bible study. Well, we need rules and regulations to live this life, don't we? We don't. Paul says we don't. We don't need the rules and regulations. We don't need the law. What we need is crucifixion. He or she who is in Christ has crucified the flesh and its passions. It is through crucifixion, through the death to the ego, to the self-will, to the corruptions of the heart. That is how we come over from the realm of the flesh into the glorious freedom of the sons of God. We pass from the realm of the flesh through the crucifixion of the flesh into the realm of the spirit. And Paul makes it very clear. What are these gifts of the spirit, he says? The fruit Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such as these, there is no law. This is how radical our freedom is in Christ. It is a freedom to be what we were created to be. The law, St. Paul says, is useful. It's a guide. It's a step along the way. Societies need their own secular laws, rules, and regulations. But that's not what I mean when I say, for freedom, Christ has set you free. I mean something much more radical much more glorious than that. The true freedom you were created by God to enjoy. And there is only one law for this freedom. The law of love. Love your neighbor as yourself. You will fulfill the law, Paul tells us, and you will be set free. Bear 
one another's burdens. And so, fulfill the law of Christ, the law of love. The law of love presents to us the ultimate freedom, the freedom for which Christ has set us free. And may all glory, honor, and worship be his, together with his eternal Father and his all-holy good and life-giving spirit. Amen. Please rise.